Today is our last episode of the year. So we are going to be making some predictions about what we think is going to happen next year. What's going to happen <laughs> in the world, in the profession, at Acuity, and maybe even for us personally. Okay. I like that. All of that here on Drink What You Think. <laughs> the happy hour conversation between a couple of guys who are building their accounting firm in really weird ways. I'm your host, Kenji, along with my trusty co-host, Matthew, to talk about all this craziness. Matthew, who's our sponsor today? Drink While You Think Today is brought to you by our friends at FreshBooks, specifically our bestie, Alex Miles. FreshBooks has long been known as one of the, the favorite invoicing platforms for freelancers everywhere, and their progress into a general ledger has really caught accountants by surprise. Talk to our bestie, Alex Miles, and she's going to talk to you about the accountant program at FreshBooks. Nice. Very, very nice, Matthew. And especially we want to do this because right now while we're recording this, our buddy Alex is a little under the weather. She's, I think, got some strep throat. Probably feel good. Feel, feel good. And it is. We're going to feel, we're going to feel better. We're going to feel better. Uh, well, I would feel better if Kenji had shared the beer that Alex had got to us, but I'm going to be drinking a blue moon as an alternative out of a glass, just out of principle. Look at that. Uh, you know, Look at that. I have a nice little pour. But, but what did Alex send you, Kenji? That here's I was one of the ones you sent me: the Naked Sunbather. I mean, you gotta like that. What a good name that is! By the Mad Swede. That's a nut brown ale. Won some awards. Hey, we're gonna try it. Thank you, Alex, for sending this. Um, and yeah, Matthew, maybe I'll get some to you. She said she's gonna send us some more because her husband felt like the beer that she brought us could be better. And what he doesn't understand is, I respect that. He doesn't understand is, hey, we'll drink whatever people send us. We're happy either way. But if they want to and send some more, we're cool. Good Cheers, deal. brother. Mm-mm-mm. The naked sunbather. Mm, not bad. Going down, going down all right. It's, uh, that, that looks like more my kind of beer than your kind of beer. Yeah, it's not real heavy. It's it's a five percenter, so that's like half of what you typically want to drink. Yeah, well, I just drink yeah. two of them. <laughs> okay, so what what are, are we ready? predicting, dude? Okay, Matt, here we go. There is no order to this. I want to lay. I know we don't give you this. I don't give you any warning. I haven't prepared for this either, just to be fair. Okay, very much. Except for I do want you to remember we're doing this in four spots, right? We'll take some okay. turns, just so you don't get ahead of yourself. We're gonna go from macro to micro. So first, global prediction. It's just things happening in the world for next year in 2023. Second, we're going to go into just the profession, the accounting profession. What's going to happen in our profession? Third, some acuity predictions. What's going to okay. happen at acuity? And then fourth, just some kind of personal stuff. Could be about you, just whatever. I don't know. Got to bring it down. Makes sense? Okay. It sounds great. Uh, I didn't give either. I had a little bit more warnings as I planned this, but I didn't really think about it. I'll go first on the global predictions. Um, okay. I, I, I'm a little worried about next year in the economy. I'm a little nervous. I'd be especially nervous on anything kind of B2C or consumer spending. 
I okay. feel like once I'm just going to be super curious to watch once we get out of the holiday spending, which I feel like is kind of always nuts. Like, are people going to stop in Q1 and go, oh shit, like my credit so, card balance is pretty high. So what's your prediction, dude? That's kind of what's I, I, like, what prediction. are, what are we going to look at? What metric are we going to look at the end of 23 to see if Kenji's prediction comes through? Um, I, well, one, there's going to be a recession. I think, um, there's going to oh, be you're calling a, an official recession by yeah, the definition of recession. recession. For I'm how many, that. for how many of the four quarters will we be in recession in 2023? Three of the four, three of the four, Okay. three of the four. I think we'll see consumer spending tank. I think people are going to get nervous about debt, personal debt. That's that, and, and I would be, I'd be a little worried. And some of this comes from our discussion with Liz. Liz would be here, really setting things straight from Gusto and the Gustonomics team. But like, if I were a seller, a B two C seller, especially of luxury type goods or just kind of non vitals, I don't know. I'd be worried. I'm a little concerned. I feel like I feel like that's going to kind of catch up to us next year. So, yep. All right. Big, big picture thinking. What, what other global, large scale? What you I'm going to go crypto on you. Okay. I will say stable coins will surpass Bitcoin as the top market cap cryptos in 2023 by the end of 2023. There will be more market cap in a USD stable coin collectively. Right now, there's three top ones, Tether and USDC and Binance's stable coin that are USD. So their market cap will exceed Bitcoin's market cap at the end of the year, is my prediction. Why is that? Well, I think that's what people are using crypto for. People are using crypto for cross-border payments, and they don't want volatility, and they want a efficient cross-border payments. And that's the volume is already past it. Like More people use stable coins on a day-to-day basis than hmm. Bitcoin. And so I think that'll translate into market cap, like more dollar value in crypto will be stored in stable coins than Bitcoin. Okay. Okay. So, so I think, I think, I think crypto is real and I think people don't like the volatility. They like the utility of it. Okay. Okay. I like that one. That's a random prediction. No, that's a great, it's got a, it's got a long way to go from a market cap perspective, but I think 2023 could be the year it passes. I think it's just a matter of time. I think in three years for sure. But I think in 2023 with some volatility, I think you could see it. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I like that. Um, Let's see. We'll stick global, like large macro things. Um, Ooh, unemployment. Look, I'm going to challenge you. I'm going to, what? What's my prediction on unemployment? Yeah. So I don't know what employment is today, but it's pretty darn low. So what do you what's what do you think the macro trend is from unemployment as it ends December 2022 versus December 2023, up, down, and by what order of magnitude? Hmm. I definitely think unemployment is going US to US unemployment. US I unemployment. Have, I don't have global is, figures, right? I'm going to say that U.S. unemployment is going to have to go up, right? But I'll say a different kind of variation of that is, and I don't know how to really measure this. 
I think they've got to find better metrics for measuring worker production because I think most of our economic data is still driven on FTEs. And I think there's just a ton. I think they're getting better at tracking contractors. That was something that we've talked about. But I think there's just a huge gap in the data. I, yeah. I think there's just a massive gap. I think there's an incredible amount of underreported people who are, it's like they're looking at it in terms of either employed or not employed. But like, what about people who are just trying to be employed enough? That's probably not the standard. And there's just so much of that. So I just, I hope there's a real push for some better data around employment. I think it's got, unemployment is going to get it go up. If I'm predicting recession, I have to probably pair that with unemployment's got to got to go up in some way, shape or form. But I hope the data materially changes so that we have better insights into what workers are looking for, how much work they're looking for versus am I not working or am I working just seems too, cool. too binary. That's, that's one of mine. Um, I'll throw one. I was thinking about this. I'll throw one at you. It's just a weird time with social media and Twitter and all that. Like you got any predictions for where social is going next year? God, I hope it's for longer content, man. The shorter TikTok tiktok of of like business tips and stuff like is driving me crazy and you're the so one I'm, putting them out there dude i'm giving the <laughs> that's what the algorithms know, are rewarding it sucks it's awful so i'm i'm hoping at least we get to at least two minutes or three so minutes you're but i did long form okay we saw some indications of that on, on evidently tiktok's allowing people to expand up to three minutes which is a huge huge move so i think that's the way my hope, all right, it has to move that way. People have to get a little bit longer. So I think longer, a little bit longer form content. So somewhere in that medium space, I, I think things over 30 seconds, under five minutes will be the sweet spot next year, as opposed to the 15 second stupid, like just soundbite, hopefully. Yeah. That's my Do you think, how about this one? It has to get better. Quality has to get better. Yeah. Do you think Twitter will get better under Elon? And I'm trying to think of a good way we could figure out what does better mean and something that's measurable some next year versus today. So I, I, counter, a, I, I think, I, I hope so. I have a strong feeling about this, though. I think Elon is taking it the right direction if he gets himself out of the way. Like, I don't like that he's ending up in my feed. I think that just pisses me off. But so if he moves Twitter away from advertising into a subscriber paid model, I'm actually fine with that. Like, I'm ready to sign up for the $8 Twitter blue and fund Twitter so I don't have to have ads. So the advertisers are influencing my thing. Like if that is the outcome of him buying Twitter and we have to sustain Twitter through our like our funding it so we don't have ads, I'm totally fine with that. I'm I'm fine with that in several areas of my life and some of the groups that I I'm in too where we're like that have relied historically on advertising or sponsors. I'm moving people away from that and saying let's control our own destiny and fund it ourselves and do what we want. Yeah. I think they you hear people talk about wartime and peacetime CEOs. I mean, 
he's an animal as a wartime CEO, right? He just is feels like who would ever want to go up against him. Um, But I wonder about if they can get it more into a peacetime situation to where maybe he'll perpetually keep it in this disruptive state. I agree. I think that's one of the top concerns with Twitter is just he can come in there and completely kind of blow things up. I think some of the moves he's made so far are promising. I think they're going to keep getting more and more users on it. But it's just so interesting about whether or not they're going to be able to handle all this and deal with all this banning and free versus free speech. And how do you walk that line? I think it's very difficult. I think he'll probably bring some transparency into the algorithms, the things that are used. He seems pretty big on that, but um, I don't know. I I certainly believe there'll be more users on, on Twitter next year. It seems to be growing very rapidly. Yeah. I see people getting off of it. I'm going the other way. I'm 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 going to put my credit card in and go Twitter blue and fund it just so I don't, I can control the ads hopefully. So I'm sick right. of some of the other platforms that I'm, I'm the product. I mean, it's free to me. That means I'm the product. That's what like it I'm means. I'm so ready. I would pay for Facebook. I would pay for Instagram. I would pay for anything where I could avoid ad- advertising being presented to me in my feed. So yep. I hope that's a, I hope that's a model that catches on. I think that will be, that will have to be a feature of Twitter blue. Well, just pay for it. I think I get it. If they were more transparent with, here's the algorithm. If you sign up for free, we control the algorithm. If you pay, you get to control the algorithm, however you want, or just take it away. But you can say exactly how you want things served up to you. I mean, that would be, I think, a big change in a lot of platforms of just us being able to control the algorithm. Who wouldn't want? There's too much data out there, too much news to sift through. I would love an algorithm that I can control as the user. I, mean, I get to, and then let it loose on everything on my, you know, Google search on everything. I'd, I'd probably prefer that, but yeah. And to pay for it. I'd be yeah, to your point. I'd be willing to pay for that too. So we'll see All if right. it works. He's the first one's going to try it. So hopefully that works. It. I think that's the shift people are missing. Yeah. I think they bitch about uh, the privacy thing. That's just really complicated. Free speech and privacy. That's a whole thing, Right. Thanks. But the the model switch to where you control where you're not the product anymore, I think that's that's the thing I think Elon gets. I think so. I think he I think he definitely does. Um, let's go to the accounting profession. Ooh. Uh, let's go to that one. Let's go a little closer to home. Um, okay. What's uh? I'll I'll go I'll go first on this one. I'll give you some time. Um. I know one of the predictions has been that there's going to be a lot more of the large firms taking private equity, going the alternative firm model. And I think that's true. So there's no, I mean, I won't call that a prediction. I think that will happen. Um, But I also think, let's see, how how do I frame this? I have a question. I have a yeah. question for you for that. Okay. Do you think that will fundamentally change how accounting firms are valued? Will it will it increase it for accounting firm owners? Like will private equity coming into accounting increase the value of accounting firms in general? In in gen I believe it will increase the valuation of accounting firms in general over this first cycle for sure. It's going to bump it up for this first cycle. We're going to need to see some exits in the five to seven year window 
Like they'll be, I think they're going to get bumped up higher. I think they're low right now. I think private equity is good. It's going to bump things up, but we'll need to see these first few rounds in five to seven years, right? When they need to return back the fund, maybe that'll bump valuations up even higher. If they get some nice bumps on those or recaps, or it could go the other way again. Like, you know what? We were, there was too much money in the system and private equity is looking for somewhere to put it. These aren't as good of investments as we thought. So, so if, you're like, if you're like, if you're like 57 to 65 right now, take the money and run. That's, take that's it. your heck get man. it. Go get it. I totally agree. And then we'll see what happens, right? Otherwise, people are making bets about five to seven years what these what the economic cycle is going to look like, what these firms are going to look like. Um, so yeah, I think that's that's my prediction there. But I I wonder if, and here's a place to where that valuation could get impacted. They're going to have to go on this large roll-up model, right? They're going to have to start rolling firms up. I, I don't think that's going to be as easy as people think. And not just because of the mechanics of it. Um, I, I think it makes sense for smaller firms who are today on the top 500 list that are traditional accounting firms. I think a whole host of, I think about people in our space are not going to have any interest in joining an accounting firm unless they materially change the structure of how they're operating. I think most people in the cloud accounting space left it for a reason. They're like, yeah. I'm, I'm, I've been there, I've done that. Like, right? You're gonna have to write me an astronomical check if you want me to step back into that environment. I left because of that environment. So they're gonna have to prove that, yeah, they're gonna take the private equity and they're really gonna change the environment if they want to bring on cloud accounting firms, which is where the industry's going. They want to gobble up old school traditional audit tax. They can do that, but there's a, there's a more finite number of that of those, right? Maybe that's the plan: is to know. be the first ones to go grab as much market share of the top 300 and just collapse all those. Maybe that's enough to get the the numbers they need in five to seven years. But I, I think there's going to be some as they move into this other segment of the cloud accounting space. These are a bit the rebellious ones who are like, nah, I left that. I'm not into it for the big paycheck. I'm into it, you know, for other reasons. And I don't, not that that may be on any of their roadmaps. If it is to modernize through acquisition of more modern CAS consulting firms, I think it's going to be harder for them. So I, I don't see as many, I see that as a, pot a potential challenge down the road. If that's on the roadmap for some of these firms that took PE of, oh, great, I want to go out there and grab some modern firms because those modern firms may be like, sorry, I don't know. What about you in the profession? What else? It's hard not to think of the app partner ecosystem and how yeah. effed up what you're calling. Uh, you're calling it different now. What did you call it the other day? You called it something great. you like, like, what'd you call it? You called the space something different than we've called it in the past. It was like expense, not expense management. Oh, uh, spend management. Spend management. Spend management. Yeah. So like our, I mean, the observation we have, you look at Gusto, you look at Expensify, you look at Ramp, you look at Divi and Bill.com, and you look at all of these companies. And I think being around Expensify lately has really crystallized this for us. It's like they specialize in getting money from one person or entity to another person, like agnostic of it, whether it's payroll, expense uh, management, credit cards, whatever it is. So 
at at least I think 2023 is the year where that gets completely blurry and 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 just blacked out and people like I didn't realize that was coming and I've only I mean it just looks like a tidal wave now to me it does that 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 the spend management is going to be the platform and it's going to encompass everything and I think that goes from people getting app fatigue and tired of using six different apps for different app for international different app for domestic a different app for payroll I think and I think Expensify is the one to watch. It's like unbelievable to me what they're doing right now. Um, and um, just listening to Dave on that podcast with uh, Scott and um, and Nicole, like you're just like, oh. And I know you got some to spend some time with uh, Dave and Anu last uh, or about a week and a half ago. So um, getting some of those insights to me is really, I think everybody's going to be surprised by it if they haven't looked at some of these platforms in a while, um, if you've, if you've taken a two year break from looking at Expensify, like when you go in and see a payrolls offered, like it's just going to, I think people are just going to start. I think that's a great observation. It's, it's hard to realize. It's weird. It's, it's, I don't know that that's a, how that's a prediction, but like, like our categories as we used to talk about them at acuity are just they're I'm, we're going to have to go back to the drawing board. Categories have changed. Yeah. I think for all the accounting firms, the categories have changed. What you thought was expense reporting, what you thought was virtual cards, what you thought was bill payment is something bigger, right? You thought was payroll, right? Because payroll's getting into reimbursement. It's bigger. It's it's just like, it's just, um, you saw it with Gusto getting into 1099 contractor payments. You saw it with an expense reimbursements and you saw it with Expensify now launching payroll and their cards and I mean, Expensify is the farthest ahead from a suite perspective. Like they seem to have everything, mm-hmm. but I think Ramp and um, Divi and, and these other ones are going to go the other way too. Like I think they're all going to start getting each other's <laughs> space. Rolling. Yeah, they're going to be in people's grills. Very much. <laughs> so. What started? What, what started? It seemed to your point about these small segmented point solutions are really making a move after a spend management platform, like a full platform of spend. If you can spend money somewhere, those companies are making big moves to control all of spend, not a piece of it, all of it. And I think that's a, you're right. That's, that's, that's good. That's a good prediction. That is, that is in the works happening. They're working on it. I think the accounting community is going to start catching up and going, oh, this is different. We got to rethink the way we're going to advise on this to clients. So So, good one. Good one. Um, I'm going to add it. Okay. I'm going to go with a bold one here, right? I'm almost bold going. Thing. I'm almost going against Kenji's bold prediction of the year. <laughs> this is more of an idiotic, probably one. Um, but kind of going up against what I just said, my earlier prediction about oh, the modern firms would never go work for one of these who took private equity. You know who might? Who? Maybe the. The tech, the real tech one. Maybe you get this interesting cycle where all of a sudden there's PE flush with the top 25. And guess what? Valuations are down for those who took venture. Pilot, bench, others who go. Oh, oh you might wait. see like a pilot, a venture, or maybe you know, change right? leaders over there. there like are, maybe you, one of them. One of them might go. That might be the move is you say, okay, all of a sudden one of them says, well, you know, it's going to be a difficult oh, funding cycle. Ceteris too. Oh, yeah. There are some of one those. Of- there's a lot of these that took venture. 
this may be the time if you're in one of the top 25 firms to go after one of those really modern, almost software plays, because they may have a little bit of fatigue around capital raising or there's a nice valuation. They kind of may have this nice balance, at least of a marketing balance of like where suddenly the top 25 firms now have access to capital. They could actually go spend on something. And there may be a time when you may get investors in some of those the tech startups who go, yeah, maybe it's time for us to go ahead and get liquid on this. What so do you think? which way does it go though? So you're talking about like Pilot, Indonero, Bench, and Ceteris. Those are the four, right? Well, I guess it could be anybody. It could be Propeller, Concer- Conceros. Is it the Concero. Like anybody that's yeah. taken like that? Or are you thinking the got, four that so it took venture? If you've got true outside capital. I mean, there's the big ones, right? That took venture. But if you've got outside capital. So you think one of those people I mentioned, those six, will yeah. will one of those six will join a accounting a firm. A top 25 it's firm. A top 25 firm. Oh, that's that's just brilliant. That's a great prediction. I love that prediction. You like that? That's okay. kind of I like me. I like that. I like that thought. That's a you know that's me. Cool, you gotta, gotta get a little cool gotta get a little and people, people. We are drinking and thinking there's no knowledge no, of we don't have inside information. Well, yeah. We, we got all inside information about I mean, yes, how the do, top twenty five are thinking. Um not really. Interesting. Yeah. <laughs> okay. What's the next category we got to go to? Acuity predictions. What's going to happen at Acuity in the next um, few years? You go first on this one. I'm going to predict I'm that. Worried. I'm worried. I'm going to predict that um, ExpensiCon is the best Acuity trip of the year. <laughs> Expensicon or yes. Acuticon? Expensicon is the best trip anybody <laughs> from Acuity takes all year. <laughs> that's come on, make a re, make a make a good one. Make one that's like that's the, that's a no brainer. I mean, I, they're I, just I, they just bought out. That's that's oh. terrible. That, that's the safe bet. Um, that's safe. Get, you can you can do better than that. That's that's like that's um a yeah. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. We tend to do. Well, in down markets, like people get scared, mm-hmm. and we kind of put the thing down. So I'm going to say down, yeah. we're gonna we're gonna hit twelve five in revenue next year because we're gonna lean into the gas pedal a little bit more about March, April, May when everybody else slows down. I think I think I think it's going to be a hell of a year for us. I think we've. We've got two years of infrastructure, three years of infrastructure behind us. No, no acquisitions on the horizon. It's the first time we could put the pedal down. I, it's not the plan to do that, but I think we're going to have to keep up with our sales team this year, like we haven't in the past. And I think we've, we fixed some of the. I think we're becoming a better place to work more and more and more, and we're really yeah. kind of coming into our own. Uh, and that, so I think this would be the first time we actually hit a number. I think we're going to blow it away by about half a million dollars. So I think instead of hitting 12, we'll hit 12 and a half. Yeah. Yeah. So okay. 12 and a like half in one. revenue next year. I like that so. one. All right. Um, I'm going to go with, I think tax surpasses CFO this year. Oh. oh. Yeah. I think tax gets past CFO. I think that's, We've seen some really good ads on the tax team this year. Things are kind of stabilizing. I think we've got some new pieces of technology, I think, under Intuit Practice Management. So they've got a real workflow over there they're starting to kind of hone in on. I think Sergio's leadership, I think that team's coming together. 
I just, and we've, we've kind of had to downplay some of our tax work because we had so many people want to rush to it. I feel like we're in a much better position where that can grow. I, I think that interesting. I'd like to, maybe that'll light a fire under CFO. I, it's not meant to, this, that team's great, but it's been our, it's been our oldest practice. So that's hardest for us to kind of innovate sometimes. It's kind of. It's, it's definitely listen, the hardest to scale. It's hard to scale over there. So I'm, I'm going to go. And, and if I'm wrong, Hey, great. That means CFO had a great year and they got a little competitive, mm-hmm. but I'm going to say that's a bold one. I think tax tax, tax could have a year. Tax could have yeah. a year next year. Yeah. Wow. What a deal. That's a, that's a, that's a cool prediction. Um, <laughs> what else you got? Oh, what? Oh, what? that's an interesting thing to think about. I wonder, I was, I was just thinking out, I'm going to think out loud since it's it, me thinking in my head, that's, that's really, how you do it. really boring dead air for a podcast. Uh, I was trying to think if we could do something around, um, like a bold prediction being when over half of our people are international instead of domestic. I was just going to ask you about international versus domestic. Yeah. I think that's like a 2025 thing, but um, I was going to say, I don't think it's next year. I don't think it's next year. Um, but wow, it's hard not to think there'll be more and more team members internationally in, I mean, we already have so Greece, 30, we already have Greece, Argentina, St. Louis, right? we're, we're 33%, right? 33% right, around. right now. Yep. Right there. So what do you think so, we get to by the end of the year next year? Oh, I don't think we make that big of a dent. I don't think we crack 40%. I don't um, think so either. Um, it goes but up, a, but it doesn't. It's an interesting thought exercise. Uh, I do think, well, I guess it just depends which practice lines blow up. Like if bookkeeping like really blows up. We'll have to like uh, scale up more. We would have to scale it more. And we're doing all those. Yep. We're kind of like, that's where the marketing's going right now. So it's just interesting. I don't know. Um, that would be a cool one to do. I don't have a bold prediction on that one though. I think, um, I think it's modest. I think, I think it's like a 30, 37% okay. of the people next year. If we look at that, um, man, I'd love to, uh, I think next year's, I think next year's going to all be about our people, both in the States and, 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 oh, and, yeah. and, um, I know personally, like that's one of my personal goals next year is to, is to really dig back in on the, um, with our controller team on like training and education and, and, uh, CPE. Hopefully I've been noodling a lot on that. I've kind of gotten away from that and I I really want to get back into it. And Mm -hmm. so, um, I don't have a bold, bold prediction about that. I, I, I will do that bold prediction. I think we'll have be offering our employees CP courses that we develop by the end of the year. Oh, I like it. I, 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 I think, I think, I think we could pull that off. That is something I'm really, so like, I think we have like 38 CPAs and I think we're doing them an injustice right now. I think by the end of the year, we've got to be offering CPE like internally. Our own to... internal CPE. I would love that. So I either mostly, mostly get, because I hate uh, I hate all other CPE outside of stuff that Earmark does. 
Yeah, I was like, we either got to be real, we got to be real nice to Amanda and Blake and uh, get them probably to use their NASBA licenses. I don't think I can get a NASBA license by the end of the year, but um, I, I think we got to be nice to those folks. Right, well, we'll, we'll, we try to always be nice to them, but yeah, we could be even be nicer, I assume. Yeah, and I'm gonna I'm gonna be like, it's got to be like AcuityCon. We got to get CP back in there, but like, yeah, we do. But um, I, I'm talking about like a programmatic CP, yeah. not just one. So. If I do one CP class, that doesn't count controllers. You can call me out. Yep. All right. Since we're running out of beer, we're going short on time here. Let's go into the personal predictions. This is kind of for you, yourself, or anything else you're interested in that we haven't talked about. Um, well, I have goals. I don't really have predictions. Yeah, they could maybe. I guess they'll maybe end up that way. So goals and predictions personally may be good if they're interesting. Um I'll I'll go with um I think by next year at this time I'll have actually traveled to have traveled more than I did this past year. Oh wow. <laughs> and that oh. I got honey, I got one. Honey, I got... honey, if you're if you're listening, I'm a little bit sorry about that. Or maybe she's like, no, good. <laughs> No, well, I don't know. We'll have but to definitely. I, it was a, it was a we'll, lot. We'll have to definitely get the Philippines trip in to get it by miles. If it's just just by miles or trips, that would be an interesting thing. I think. Okay, I, think I have one. Yeah. I have one, and it. This is Matthew's lock prediction of the year. Ready? I will beat Kenji in a push-up contest next year. Like with our trajectory and my strength getting bigger, and him. God, he's getting so old and hurt, <laughs> and like he's he's gonna you. be he's he's gonna be fifty, and he's gonna <laughs> be, uh, and his back's gonna still hurt. Like by Q three offsite, like I am out push Q two offsite. I'm I out push up Kenji at the Q two offsite. That is Not my bold. That is oh, that's I love the, it. That's love the it. that's the. That's the lock prediction of the year, folks. Lock prediction of the year. Matthew beats Kenji in push-up contest. You just ensured that that will never happen. I cannot wait. I'm going to be so pumped. That's what I, I love it. I love a good challenge. I love it. Okay. Matthew thinks he's going to beat me in push-ups. You didn't mention, though, whether we're also doing the combined tequila plus push-ups or is it oh, just yeah. push-ups? Do we get to th- it doesn't matter. Oh, <laughs> oh it matters. Oh, well, you're, you're, I mean, I have an unfair advantage if you do tequila in there. Like, I think you have an advantage if it's just straight push-ups. I think you still you still beat me last time on both, but because you were better at push-ups, not because you were better at tequila. <laughs> I don't know. You're kind of hitting on two things I'm pretty good at. Usually, usually working out and also acting like an idiot with alcohol. Those are two things, unfortunately, that I pair. I usually pair well together. Okay, that's a good one. Um Let's go with another one here too. Give me, give me your Falcons prediction for next year. Give me, go ahead this this early. Oh, what this early for next oh. year for the. Oh my 20- god, we got we got eighty six million in free cap if we cut Mariota, dude. Eighty six million. I, I, so that's I like pick pick without knowing two thirds of your team. Yep. Uh, oh man, uh, call a prediction. I, Eleven and six. Eleven and six next year. I mean, how do we how do we not improve? on this whatever ragtag group that we have here, 11 and six next year coming out of the blue, making the playoffs. We don't even know who we do. We even know who we have in other divisions. No, 
You know I don't even know anything. That's a cold. But I, but I, but I, but I do think, I do think our, our division's going to be in shambles, much like they are this. Are this if we were any de- if we were better this year, you could run, you could rip. If we were nine and eight this year, we would go to the playoffs. But I know. we're not going to be nine and eight. So, well, let's uh, let's just not get too hasty. It's there. tough. What did I say? Seven and ten this year. I think so. I called seven and ten this year, and we're what five and eight. It's yeah. going to be close. It's going to be close. It's so going to be saying close. there's a chance. That was right. seven and seven and ten was a bold prediction because over under in Vegas was four and a half. So mm-hmm. should have taken bold. the over on that because we, we, we should already we already paid that. We didn't so. take yeah we didn't do much of any of that when we were in Vegas this time around. All right, any other personal ones you want to do? Well, let's probably wrap it up here. Got no, I think you're out I there. Did, I did. I did want to tell Alex to feel better and not everybody yeah. out there. Please have a happy, and wonderful, and safe holidays with your families. Please do that. We'll rate some beer while we're here. I got the Naked Sunbather. Love the name. I actually really enjoyed the beer. So I'm going to say, um, I know that, again, Alex's husband, Xander, was like, nah, not a best representation. Come on. I thought this was great. Um, I'm going to go I'm going to go a 425 on it. I think there's some there's some bump ups there just from a friend sending this and, you know, all that. Uh, a little bit you of get a friend love. You get, the, you get the quarter point bump with a friend. That's absolutely. All right. You absolutely get that. I don't know what that was. Okay. So, but and you again, are you drinking the blue moon? The blue moon. The, the legendary the, classic that's blue a, moon. kind of a, just a classic. Oh, get that. Which for some, get it. Which for get some it. reason we've never even rated it before. Oh, we're going Crazy. with a four. We're going to four flat four. four. There's no flat way four. that's a three, five. That's a four. That's a solid beer. It's a four, two, five with an orange. But uh, it's a four. Oh, there you go. I like that. I like that. Four, two, five with the orange. If you kind of do it right that way. But it's um, not. It doesn't come with an orange, so like you don't get that rating it, just out of the out of the can. So not cool. But uh, happy holidays, everybody. Uh, yep. Please happy subscribe. Holidays. Happy and, New uh, Year. All the jo- good things. Send us beer and come join us on a podcast in 2023. We'd really like to have you. We're really enjoying hanging out with folks on the podcast. So. We are. Look forward to it in January when we roll in. We've got a bunch of guests already lined up for January. We're oh, starting yeah. to book these out in the future. So if you want to be on, you're probably talking February, March timeframe. We got so Jamie some... Practice Protect coming, right? Yep. We got Ben from Keeper coming on as well. Ben too. from Keeper. And we're gonna we're yeah, gonna go head to head with stuff. the we'll have verify verify Q comparisons. Oh, we got Patty Sharf. Patty's gonna got... be coming on a more regular guest basis to kind of talk about some of the crazy things she's doing with automation and processes. Our chief, our process queen is going to come on and answer, show some things that we're doing that folks might be interested in. So yeah, we got a lot of good stuff lined up for next year. Well, we got love a lot to of have good folks people, on. a lot of friends uh, teed up for next year. If you'd so like excited. to come on there and do that and have a drink, we'd love to have you. So cheers, everyone. Happy new year.